Hey guys, as a church family, we've been conversing for the last month or two about what I believe to be an open heaven season that we're currently living in. Yesterday, Tiffany dove into this topic and pulled out seven distinct signs of this season based on Mark 1. So please pause this, read all of Mark chapter 1, then come back and join us to hear Tiffany's prophetic declaration over us. This is the start And I love how Mark opens his gospel by saying the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this is the beginning of the story. This is the beginning of the shift. This is the beginning of everything changing. And Mark gives us an account of the first things that happen as everything starts to shift. And the Lord has been showing me quite a few things from this season that I want to share with you because I feel like it's very pertinent to what we are living in right now and what we're going through as a church, but even more so as a nation. And let's go back in time a little bit. The last book of the Old Testament. Anybody know the name of the last book of the Old Testament? The Italian prophet, Malachi. (laughs) Right. Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. And when we get to the very last verse, the very last word of that last book of the Old Testament, what we know now from history looking back is that there was a silence that came as far as God speaking to his people, right? So God had been speaking through the prophets, speaking through the prophets, speaking through the prophets, speaking through David before that, speaking through Moses. So he'd been speaking, speaking, speaking. And then we get to the end of the book of Malachi and bam, we hit this period of silence, 400 years. And then the angel comes to Zacharias and makes this declaration, right? We know that we're about to enter into Christmas. We're going to hear that story over and over again. The angel shows up as Zacharias is making the offering and says, hey, your wife's going to have a baby. All of a sudden, the silence is broken. What was God doing during those 400 years? Was he just waiting? Was he just hanging out? I want to propose to you that the Lord was putting everything into place, setting up kingdoms and nations and leaders and seasons and all of the things going on on the face of the earth to be ready for that moment when he releases and says now and the angel goes and shows up to Zacharias and says, you're going to have a baby and that baby is going to be the herald of the good news. And then Gabriel shows up to Mary just shortly after that, right? I propose to us as a church that God was moving behind the scenes to get everything ready for that moment. Now, if you've hung around at all with me and heard me teach very long, you know that I love to talk about kairos moments. The Greek uses two words for time, chronos and kairos. Chronos means Minutes, seconds, hours, tangible time that is measurable, right? It's what we get our chronological word from. It's the amount of time that we live in that we can measure. But it also has the word kairos. And kairos means a set or appointed time. So what we saw God doing now looking back is that God was moving in the chronos to accomplish the kairos, right? He was getting everything ready, setting it all up and and putting pieces into place so that when that kairos moment came, bam, everything would shift. Now, did the people around 
in Mary's life, in Elizabeth's life, at the moment that everything shifted, did they know, oh my gosh, we've just entered into a Kairos moment of heaven? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I highly doubt it. I mean, we do know that the report of how Jesus was born spread. And we know that the miracle of John the Baptist's birth, the word of God tells us that it was heralded throughout the countryside, right? Because these were miraculous things that happened. But I, I want to propose to you that the people who were living in those times probably thought, well, that was crazy. That was weird. But they didn't know. They didn't understand that time had shifted, that the season of heaven had arrived. Mm. But Mark says here in his first chapter, this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, he's saying, hey, everybody, something shifted here. This is the beginning of a new season, of the season of the gospel. And I'm going to tell you how it all began to unfold. What I love is that Jesus in verse 15, he says, this is what Jesus is actually saying about the season that he's in. He says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Now, when you look at that verse, Jesus is saying the time is fulfilled. The word that he's using is kairos. So he's saying, listen up. The kairos time has come. The time that the father has been planning for has arrived. It's now. And we see when we back up before he makes that announcement, something actually happens in the natural to demonstrate what Jesus is proclaiming in the spiritual. What happened just before that? Just back up a few verses before. Baptized. Jesus gets baptized. And what takes place when he gets baptized? The Holy Spirit comes upon him. And I'm going to read what it says because it's important to what we're going to talk about. It says, in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice from heaven saying, you are my beloved son with you. I am well pleased. So what's happening here in the natural and in the spiritual? The heavens are being torn open. That's a violent phrase, torn open. That's like the same exact phrase that is used at the death of Jesus when it talks about the veil being torn from top to bottom. Something's happening here, right? Just like at the death of Jesus, something is happening in the spirit here. Hey, everybody, heads up. We've entered into a season where God is moving sovereignly in the way that he's been making ready for 400 years. Now, Chris has been talking recently about seasons of open heavens. This is a season where the heavens are literally being torn open so that God can accomplish what he's going to do. Why is that important for us? Okay, my version, the ESV, if you read through chapter one, you see that a particular word is used over and over again. In fact, the same word is used nine times. Mark's favorite word. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. Mark uses that word nine times in the first chapter. Okay, so he's saying, 
It's the beginning of the gospel. We've entered into a Cairo season. God has been preparing for this season for 400 years, and now, bam, things are happening. Immediately, 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 immediately. He uses that word nine times. So this week as I was reading this, the Lord highlighted that for me. It's just like, Tiffany, pay attention. That's one of the Lord's favorite things to say to me. Pay attention. So I'm reading through and I go back again and, I pay, and I'm underlining every time immediately is used. And not only does Mark use the word immediately, but he also says at once. A different phrase, but the same idea, right? I began to chew on that. I just began to chew on what does it look like when the church comes into a season of open heavens? What does it look like? I want to propose to us as New Song that one of the major things it looks like is we begin to see God move immediately, 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 showing off his goodness. Displaying his power, displaying his character, displaying his nature, and saying to the world, I am a good God. And this is how I want to show you I am good. So we see in Mark chapter 1, miracle after miracle, movement after movement of God moving through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, and showing the people of Israel in a way that they haven't seen for 400 years, I'm a good God. Why is that important for us? The Lord has been speaking to me about the fact that we need to pay attention to the signs of the times. That we have come into, we are not about to come into, we have come into a season of open heavens. It's already taking place. We just have to have eyes to see what's going on. Now, again, did the people of Israel at large before Jesus was baptized realize that they had come into a Cairo season? Probably not. They probably didn't know that until Jesus starts to go out and do all these things and heal people and deliver people and proclaim the gospel. At that time, everything began to shift, but they had already been in a Cairo season for 30 years. Jesus was born 30 years before this, and they didn't even recognize the season they were in. So I want to propose to us, we are in a Cairo season of open heavens. And one of the things the Lord has been speaking to me about is some of the indicators that we can pull from this chapter of what it looks like when we come into a season of open heavens. This is going to be important for us because he's going to ask us now to ignite and activate our faith to begin to believe him for what he's showing us, even though the signs may be tiny and almost unobservable. So the first thing that I want to propose to you is what we see when God begins to bring us into a season of open heavens is we see prophecy being fulfilled. Number one, prophecy is fulfilled. Things that God has been speaking to his church for years that maybe he's actually spoken years ago and been silent about actually start to become fulfilled. So where did that happen here in Mark? The very first thing in this chapter, he says, who comes on the scene? John the Baptist. And Mark starts off by quoting the Old Testament. 
Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So Mark is saying, hey, heads up, everybody. This was prophesied hundreds of years ago. And guess what? It's being fulfilled right now. So that's the first thing that happens when we come into a season of open heavens is we begin to see prophecy fulfilled. Church, we need to have our eyes open. We need to begin to look. We need to begin to ask. We need to begin to seek the heart of the Father and say, Father, would you show me ways that prophecy is being fulfilled that maybe I haven't been aware of, but you want to open my eyes to see? Because I believe if we begin to ask, he will begin to reveal. And we're going to see more and more and more of this. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. Tied into this, I, I want to share with you something that I believe the Lord has spoken to me. I would ask that you guys pray about it, see if the Lord brings confirmation. The Lord told me about three months ago that Parker and Jesse Green were a modern day John the Baptist. Parker and Jesse Green, if you're not familiar with them, look them up because they are on fire for Jesus. They are going all over the nation, baptizing people and declaring revival has come. Sound familiar? What did John do? He said, repent. The kingdom of heaven is here. Be baptized. Parker and Jesse Green are doing the same exact thing. And they're declaring in the face of what seems to be the opposite. They're declaring revival is here. Revival has come. And they're going across the nation, baptizing people and sharing the gospel. And a few months ago, the Lord told me, pay attention, Tiffany, because these two are modern day John the Baptist. So what happened when John the Baptist came? He prepared the way of the Lord. I propose that they are preparing the nation for a move of God that is about to hit the scene, the likes of which we have never seen before. So the second thing that happens when we enter into an open heaven season is repentance and it's corporate. So if you look at verses two through four, we see what the, the prophecy that I just read to you, and it says, John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. And verse 5 says, all the country of Judea and Jerusalem were going out to him and being baptized. So when the heavens open, when we enter into a Cairo season of a move of God, we see corporate repentance and baptism. Mm. Pay attention. It's happening. It's already begun. So that's the second thing we see. The third thing we see is we see a corporate revelation of Jesus. Okay, so John is baptizing. Jesus shows up on the scene. And what does the father declare over him in front of everybody? I am well pleased with my son. This is him. (laughs) This is my beloved son. For the very first time, he reveals to the nation... The personhood of his son. This is what happens when we enter into a season of open heavens. The person of Jesus is not only declared, but Jesus is glorified by the Father for the sake of salvation. Fourth thing that happens, a declaration of the kingdom. We already read that. Jesus declares the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, that word at hand... 
guys know how I love my Greek words. Um, <laughs> that word at hand is egizio, which means it's here now. It's immediate. It's imminent. The kingdom of heaven is here now. And Jesus was declaring that. Now, had Jesus already at that moment of declaration been walking in all the miracles, been walking in all the deliverances, been walking in the proclamation? He was just getting started. He was just beginning to take those steps. But he's declaring to everyone, this little tiny bit that you've seen through me, everything's about to shift because the kingdom is here. And church, I I just want to ask us, how often are we too timid to make those kinds of declarations? Because we're afraid we're going to get it wrong. We're afraid we're going to miss it. We're going to think, Oh, what if Jesus doesn't really show up to bring the kingdom if I make that kind of declaration, right? But I believe that as we have entered into a season of open heavens, the Lord is asking us, declare, declare, declare. The kingdom of heaven is here. It is imminent. It is at hand. It is now. It is now. Fifth thing. Increased harvest workers. When we enter into a season of open heavens, all of a sudden Jesus starts calling people and they start following. And they start following to be raised up as leaders. (laughs) Yes, Jesus, do it. (laughs) So he's walking along the shore and he calls James and John. He calls Peter and Andrew and they immediately, there's that word, leave their nets and follow him. They don't even wait. They don't even give it time to be thought about or I'm going to pray into it. They drop their nets and they go immediately. That's a sign of this Cairo season of open heavens. God raises up workers for the harvest to lead his body. Those that he is preparing to lead the church. That's what we're going to see. Six, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. What we've all been asking for, what we've all been praying for. Healing, authority over the works of darkness, authority over demonic spirits. You can read it all throughout the chapter. Jesus just speaks and it's done. This is a sign of a season of open heavens. Authority to bring signs and wonders. And number seven, I love this one, spiritual momentum. If you read in verse 28 and in verse 45, it says, verse 28 says, and at once, there's that that same idea, at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. And verse 45 says, but he went out, this is talking about the leper, and began to talk freely about his healing and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. Spiritual momentum. This is what happens in a season of open heavens is we begin to see a shift. We begin to see a hunger. We begin to see people running after the works of God, the person of Jesus Christ, hungering for it. I got to get next to it. I got to get near it. I got to be around it. I'll do whatever it takes to be with Jesus. I'll leave behind all my provisions and be out for three days and have no food so he can show up and do a miracle and feed the 5,000. I'll do whatever it takes. This is what we're coming into. Thank you, Jesus. This is what we're coming into. And we are to begin to declare this over our church, over our neighborhoods, over our homes, 
over the atmosphere that our faith is required right now. Our faith is required by the Father to literally bring forth the breakthrough, like to bring bring down the dam that's been holding things back so that we can begin to see what's already happened in the spiritual. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm just being bold, you guys. I'm declaring, I know how Holy Spirit's been speaking to me. In the Spirit, He's been saying, it's already done. It's already taken place. It's already happened in the Spirit. Now you need to declare it so that it will happen in the natural. Mm-hmm. So that you'll see the fulfillment in the natural of what I've already said, it is done in the spiritual. I've been reading or listening to the audiobook that Bill Johnson just recently put out called Open Heavens. And he gives a, a story of what happened when he and Benny first took over the pastorate of Bethel Church and how they, they gathered everybody together on a Sunday night and it was just a few hundred people and they just asked the Holy Spirit to come. They just said, okay, we're just going to wait on the Lord. We're just going to wait. We're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. And they just waited, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited. And finally, as they were all standing there up at the front, one woman began to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit coming on her. And Bill and Benny said, that's it. That's all we need. That's it. That's revival. I believe this is what the Lord's asked us to do. Beloved, we have to right now be in a a, a posture of having eyes open to see. Mm. Eyes open to see. Where is the Holy Spirit moving? How is he working? Even if it's just that one woman who's saying, I just got filled with the Holy Spirit. We then grab a hold of that and we declare the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God is about to bust out in this place. (laughs) He is going to move like we've never seen him move. And we grab hold of that one little thing that he allows us to see, that he gives us open eyes to see. And we begin by faith to step out in that and we declare God is moving. God is moving. And the reason I feel like the Lord wanted me to share that this morning is because I believe what's just about to happen is that very thing. What we're just about to have an experience of hosting these Afghans is that little sign. Mm -hmm. It's that little sign that we have entered into a Cairo season. God has been preparing us for this moment. He's been preparing us for that time where he says, now. (laughs) And we go, okay, Lord, (laughs) because everything shifts. And we have to have eyes to see because then our faith has to be activated and we have to begin to declare God is moving. He is releasing salvation over the nations. He is bringing the nations to us. He is moving to declare his goodness. And we are immediately going to begin to see things happen and shifting in the spirit as we declare the power and the presence of God at work in our midst. This is where we're at. And I feel like my church family, that together we've got to link arms and begin to step into this. We've got to step into this. If we sit back and we have a posture of, well, you know, I've been believing, I've been praying, I've been asking, I've been begging, I've been weeping, and now I'm just going to wait and see when God actually shows up. We're going to miss what God wants to do. We're going to miss it. That what the Father is requiring of us is an activated faith. 
Why do you think that Jesus, over and over again in the Gospels, in, in, in the next chapter of Mark, it talks about the paralytic, the very next chapter, and, and the friends bring the paralytic, and they're clawing through the roof to get their friend down to Jesus. And it says in that passage that Jesus looked at their faith, mm. not the faith of the paralytic, He looked at their faith and he responds to their faith and he heals the paralyzed man. And I believe that that's where we're at, you guys. Mm. The father's saying, where's your faith? Where's your faith to bring me the paralyzed man? Where's your faith to believe that I'm going to do the impossible? Where's your faith to believe that when I said the kingdom of God is here, you said yes and amen. And I'm going to walk like it's here. I'm going to move like it's here. I'm going to act like it's here. I'm going to pray like it's here. I'm going to declare like it's here. I was listening to Dutch Sheets this morning. And he was talking about a dream that his brother had had, Tim Sheets. And he was basically saying it's time for the church to make declarations. Because the armies of heaven have already been dispatched. They've already been dispatched. They already have flaming swords, flaming arrows in their hands to take down the schemes of the enemy. They're already waiting in the wings. And now the Father is waiting for us to make declaration so that they can be sent forth to accomplish the purpose that the Lord has sent them for. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. And they're going to start taking down, taking down the strongholds of the enemy. So I believe this is our call as we go out this this afternoon and we serve these Afghans. We need to do it with a a posture of the kingdom of God is here. Mm -hmm. We are in an open heaven season. We are going to see God do amazing, miraculous things. We see the signs of the times. We are not blind to how God is moving in the nation. We see what God is doing. And as we're serving, as we're loving, our spirits are awake. Our spirits are activated. And we're asking the Lord, increase our faith, Lord. Hmm. Help our unbelief, Lord. Increase our faith so that we are expectant of what you're going to do. I know Kat has been writing crafted prayers. This is another thing God has been speaking about, like specific prayers that we have written out that include the promises of God that he has spoken over new song, over the nation, over our families. And she's been praying these prayers back to the father. Lord, you promised this. You promised that. This is what your word has promised. This is what you've spoken. And I believe that this is part of our call in this hour. As we activate our faith, we are to declare what God has already spoken. Because it is a season for those promises to come to pass. Father, I I just want to confess to you, Lord, my faith is so small. And Jesus, you know I've been crying out to you to increase my faith. God, I want to see impossible things become possible. Yes, Lord. Lord, I want to see every promise fulfilled. I want to see your word go forth like lightning and absolutely shift the atmosphere over this nation, over this state, over this region, over our city, God. So we're just going to declare, Father, that you have spoken revival. You have spoken a mighty move of your spirit. You have spoken billions coming in the harvest, Lord. And so we just declare it right 
now by faith, Lord. We say yes, Father. We say yes, Lord, that you are moving and you are working to bring salvation to billions, a harvest of billions, Lord. We declare it now by faith in Jesus' name. Yeah, we declare a spirit of freedom over this nation. Freedom over this nation. Freedom over this nation, God. Freedom in the spirit and freedom in the natural. God, we just pray that it would start in the spirits of men, that they would come and encounter your freedom, and it would have just ripple effects that the natural would begin to experience freedom like we haven't in years, God. We declare a breaking of every bondage of the enemy over this nation, over the hearts and minds and bodies of men and women. And God, we just declare you are a God of freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we declare that truth over our nation, Jesus. God, we declare unity over the church. God, we, we come against every divisive wall that has been raised up within the church that cuts off brother from brother. And we tear those walls down now in Jesus' name. And we declare the kingdom of God has come with a spirit of unity. Holy Spirit, you are a spirit that unites. And so we thank you and we declare you are moving to bring unity in your church. We declare it now by faith, God. We will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And we will see it in the church of Jesus Christ. Yeah.